guys, welcome back to Sense. I know it looks like there's a lot of people here, that's because there are, and it's all incredible artists. So, I want to introduce you guys, we'll introduce Sheldon Ambition, Samara Sin, and you guys know me, Juno, back at it again. And um, today, I just wanted to introduce these lovely ladies. Um, they have been making an impact in Phoenix, and they're making things even hotter. So today, we're going to get into it. We're going to kick it off. Um, we have some really juicy questions for you guys. Are you ladies ready? No. No? Because <laughs> we have took our time on these, baby. <laughs> All right. So I guess I'll let you start. All right, so, I mean, we wanted to, we just kind of wanted to address kind of what's been going on with Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez, and just really more so not what's going on with them personally, but more so what kind of, what comes next, really, because what we're seeing is, is there's a lot of backlash towards Megan for being honest about what happened, and then once you hear the whole story, if you watched her IG Live, you kind of get the picture, and it kind of tells you, like, oh, well, you know, She's been doing her best, she was doing her best to protect everybody in that situation as it kicked off, where it was, you had, uh, like, a lot of police officers there that right. were currently there, and she was saying, like, oh, well, I didn't want to do anything that would make the situation worse by telling them that Tori had a gun, mm -hmm. and, you know, putting us all in danger. So, like, one of the things that we wanted to address was kind of just, like, do, do you guys feel like she's been heard at all? Like, do you feel like she's had a voice in any of this, or, or really more so um, some of the things that come from, like, black women being unprotected inside Inside of the music industry today. And it's just, like, we see a lot of it. And not just black women, it's women of color in general who face a lot of different double standards in this music industry. So that's one of the things that we want to really bring up today in the conversation. So, you know, as a woman, do you guys feel like your voice is heard and that you guys can give me any type of you know answer is fine um but we definitely want to see where, where you guys heads are so i'm gonna start with you because you're smiling the most so we're gonna start with you today <laughs> um i mean i've been in the music industry for a very long time um writing for a lot of different artists um and i think there definitely is a double standard especially when it comes to music um especially like r&b and hip-hop I feel like it's a lot harder for uh, women to make it mm -hmm. um, just because you naturally have to go like 20 times harder than a male. Right. Um, even just with the way you dress, how you look, things that you say, making sure that, uh, you know, you're always on cue. You're always making sure that you're saying things in a compliant way. Um, and I think that like the cancel culture is very heavy lately. Right. Um, and so it makes the pressure to kind of just make sure that you keep that image up even harder. I definitely like that answer, Brandon. I definitely do. And, like, you mm -hmm. ladies can, you know, bring your opinions on because it's definitely around, it's a table talk right now. Like, yeah. you know, so you guys can chime in anytime. But, um... So, uh, Sin, how do you feel, like, in pertain to that? Well, one, prayers out to Meg for all the stuff that she's been going through and things like that. I mean, I feel like at this point, we just have to support her, and I feel like call out the situation. I feel like certain things just can't go unspoken about, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't know the whole situation that went down that what went down that night. I don't feel like all of us really do, um, but I do think it is important for us to uh, call attention to supporting women of color, you know what I'm saying, the least protected. 
I feel like it's just like, um, you know, they always talk about if you go to a doctor, you got a broken arm, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah. but, you know, I'm checking on this, that, and the third. Okay, exactly. but my arm is broken, you know what I'm saying? This is where we need to put our attention towards. So I agree with Shell. Like, there's definitely a double standard. You know what I'm saying? It is harder. Um, there's always the female rapper bracket instead of, you know, I'm not a I'm not a good female rapper. You know what I'm saying? I'm a good rapper. Right. Period. You know what I'm saying? This is a skill that that anybody could get, could have. You know what yeah, I mean? It's exactly. not no masculine trait to it that can whatever. But there is that double standard, that extra pressure because like, oh, I don't want to be over sexualized or I don't want to be right. you know people to write me off because I'm not putting my you know what I'm saying my myself out, out there or right, or like, whatever the case. But exactly. as far as Meg the Stallion is concerned, she's going through all that shit. She just dropped a hot ass music video and she a song it. with Cardi B. So mm -hmm. I feel like end of the day, Meg the Stallion is is winning. You know what I'm saying as far as her music goes. And so we we want for you, girl. Okay, and I I love that answer. And you know that just brings me to my point here. Like you know. I want to know, well, actually, I do want to hear from you, Ambition, before I even get into that that question, because I know that this is going to be a big question for everybody to answer at the same time. So, yeah, Ambition, sure. go ahead and tell me what your thoughts are. Yeah, so honestly, um, I'm not a big follower of the news and things like that, but these are two artists that I really am a fan of, I enjoy, I admire, mm -hmm. you know, so um, I did kind of dive a little bit into it, and it, I just thought it was strange that, um, you know, Megan is getting backlash for speaking out, but like... Tori, you know, obviously, I don't, I haven't really heard anything from him, mm -hmm. so I think that's a little bit weird. But I mean, she took one for the team that night. Like, if if some, if that had happened to me, like, I probably would have done the same thing. But like, right. to get to get backlash for it, I don't think that's fair at all. Because if it were the other way around, let's say it was Tori that got shot, you know, like, who knows, you know, how people would have reacted. Right. I feel know? like it would be a different response, unfortunately. And so I, I really like your an both of your answers, but. Yeah. Um, I'm totally the same way, like, I'm a rapper, not just, you know, female rapper, um, and I, I truly believe in my skill, too, and you know what, I have my friends, my family, my supporters who back that up, so I, I don't really feel threatened by it being, like, a male-dominated industry, yeah. just because I know who rides like with me, that. and that's exactly. who's important okay. to me, like, I don't really exactly. care. And, oh, yeah. and like you said, it's a skill thing, like... Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I rap better than some of y'all niggas too. You know what I'm saying? Like, relax. It might be like you. It's a skill thing. If I'm coming with the skill, it don't matter who's in the room. I'm I'm showing my skill regardless. Right. Regardless. You know what I'm saying? And I could be right. in any bracket as long as it's around my skill. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna earn it. And I'm I'm okay if there's people that are better than me. There's always gonna be somebody that is. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah. Yeah, it's a skill thing. So. So I I was because there's a there's kind of this pattern that I see a lot and what I see is women of color going to bat for men of color but men of color not really following through same. consistently no. at all in any I mean to be completely blunt about it like yeah. it, you see a lot of that like missing inside of uh, you know just men of color's you know communities whereas you know women of color will go to bat to make sure that a man doesn't go to prison doesn't go to jail doesn't get you know assaulted by the police because we know that's something we live with now yeah. so you know, or have always lived with, but now it's in the public eye. But, like well, I said... Yeah, you gotta think, too. I feel like, you know, just like there's a white gaze, there is a male gaze. Mm -hmm. And so, women of color face oppression in two forms. They face it not only for their color, you know what I'm saying, but they also face it for their gender. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, just like there is 
you know, a certain type of privilege that comes with being of a lighter complexion, you know what I mean? That same type of privilege comes for a man, a man who doesn't have to grip his keys when he's walking home at night, a man who doesn't have to, you know, think about, oh, I can't go here by myself because something bad might happen or I might get snatched up or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, even with the Meg Thee Stallion thing, like, I really felt for her when she had said, you know, of course, you, I still want to protect this man who just harmed me, you know, because we see what's happening in the, in the world right today. now. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And it's not on. just in the media right. today. This has been going Run. on for forever. forever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like repetitions in history and still having to be the one that's like takes on the strong leadership. You know what I mean? I got all this stuff coming at me from all these different angles, but I'm still the one carrying the team on my back because mm-hmm. I care about my community. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. And that just brings me to the question. Do you guys think if it was anybody else other than Megan, you know, if it wasn't Megan the Stallion, would she have been taken seriously? If it was Ariana Grande, if it was like Kesha or somebody like that, you yes. know, do you think that ever anybody would have okay. laughed? So just... Yeah, like just, what, what's why? Why would you say that? Um, I think just the fact that there's a stigma attached to our color, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know, if you look at you know social media, you didn't see very many people talking about canceling Tory Lanes. They were more so Megan, ridiculing right. Megan, making jokes about her, making memes about her. Um, and so I just think that if it were, if she were any other color, um, you know, of a lighter complexion, then they would have taken it a lot more serious. Right. And he wouldn't have been just, right. you know, he wouldn't have just went to jail for, you know, possessing a gun. They would have automatically assumed that he shot her, even mm-hmm. if she didn't, you know, claim that. Right. And do you have anything wow. to add on to that well, ambition? She, you kind of just gave me a different perspective on that, too. Like, and just the fact that you asked that, like, okay, if it was, a you know, a different situation, a different artist. Yeah, like, I honestly, unfortunately for Meg Thee Stallion, I, I think it would be taken more serious, you right. know. That's unfair, unfortunately. It is unfair. And, you know, and that also brings me to, like, you know, you guys as artists, you know, I'm pretty sure we've all had our fair share of being in a room where we felt uncomfortable, you know, with men that are either producers or we're working with them. And so are you guys worried that people will take you less seriously when you try to have the conversations about social issues outside of your music? Mm. Like, if you guys have your platform... You know, yeah. and you guys are speaking. You guys are talking about Black Lives Matter. It may, I don't. It doesn't even have to be Black Lives. But do you feel like people are still going to be able to take you seriously? Yeah. And why did you? Why do you say that? I feel like because today we don't have you know a Malcolm X mm-hmm. or like a Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? We don't have activists that are around that like their job is to be an activist. You know what I'm saying? We got. Sean King, can you name any other people? I mean, it's the personality aspect of it. Yeah. We don't have that personality. Exactly. But we're looking at these artists, these rappers, these uh, celebrities to to con- kind of go into that role. And it's like, that's not necessarily what they signed up for. You know what I mean? They that's signed up to make music. That's what to do. Like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or even uh, T.I. And mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, of course, like, he takes on that role. Like, Kill very, Mike. yeah. Right. Exactly. But, I mean... When you have the platform, people are going to listen to you. So it's up to you what you choose to do with that platform. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, I'm ride or die for my community before the platform, after the platform, while I'm getting the platform. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't get the platform, I'm ride or die for my community. So at the end of the day, 
you know, of course you want people to listen to what you're saying, but I'm saying it anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Right. We only live once. We only live once. So we have to use our voice now. This is the time. Yeah. You know? So what about you over there? You know? How Um, are you feeling? I think that people will respect whatever I have to say because they're aware that I'm more than just an artist. You know? I'm not just an artist. I'm a mother. You know? Mm -hmm. I'm a a teacher. Right. I'm a collegiate scholar. You know? I'm I'm so much more than just an artist. And so for someone to narrow... You know what type of content I'm expressing to just music only um, is kind of diminishing my value as a person. Yeah, in general, I agree. I, agree. I definitely agree. Right. And yeah, like I, I honestly feel blessed to to know that the people that I've surrounded myself with, as far as my platform, um, they trust me. I've I've given them um, that side of me, that vulnerability with my music, with networking, whatever it is, if we had a chance to meet face-to-face, I feel that people trust me, trust what I have to say. So I think that's a blessing for, for all of us to yeah. be able to say, hey, like, we feel like we're heard. Like, that's a privilege, honestly. Right. But we've also worked for that, you know, yeah, I feel like, yeah, you know, it exactly. doesn't fall out of the sky. Exactly. Like, it's genuinity. It's mm-hmm. authenticity. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you know and what I mean? That's what they Right. So I haven't, because I I was, that kind of leads me into it with where you're talking about your your emotions and the the going into your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you guys ever feel like um, you experience gender bias in the industry when you kind of filter your music and you filter your content through, uh, if it's filtered through your emotions or like your, your, your raw feelings in that moment, do you feel any kind of bias in that sense of where someone may feel like, oh, she's just saying that because she's a woman or, or like she's feeling that way, that's, only, that's just how women feel, you know what I mean? Or you're experiencing any situations like that that kind of pop up where it makes it difficult to say, or not difficult to say, but it makes you want to say like, no, this is something that everybody experiences, not just me. This isn't just me experiencing this. This is everybody. So do you guys ever experience some of, like, those gender biases popping up uh, in the industry? Or just, I mean, just in people with Pat and uh, people when they're, you know, just passing? Yeah, for me, honestly, I'm I'm blessed again to, like, not really have that that feeling. I feel like I'm just very raw. I can relate to men and women. Um, for sure, and that's that's the purpose when I when I write too is mm-hmm. I want it's so important to be relatable. Yeah. So um, I try to keep it at that. So thank God I've never felt like I've been put in that box or anything like that. Any sort of bias, like I I really feel like it's it's just something um, relatable to everybody. Like yeah. everybody gets a taste of ambition when they hear you. Like it's it's men, women, children. Right. You know, so it's it's a right. wide spectrum for you. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like. Anybody who has a business, right, whether that's artistry or, you know, a carpet cleaning business or you're selling a product, like, you have a you have a target audience. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like, you know, if you want to make music for the biddies, make music for the biddies. If you want to make music <laughs> for the club hoppers, make music for the club hoppers. I feel that. It really, it really just goes into what you want to do. And I feel like with music, it's different because you could be so versatile with music. Mm-hmm. You can have so many styles with music. You could talk about anything you want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So there are times when, you know, 
I'm feeling some type of way and I make something and this is for my ladies. You know, my ladies don't feel this one. But there's also times where I'm spitting and anybody who who's hearing it is gonna feel like they the shit because I'm in the song talking about how I'm the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like like so yeah, I want everybody to be able to flow to my stuff or whatever the case, but at the same time there's it just depends on the song, getting that target audience or whatever. You know, you, you don't want them to put you in a box at all. Right. So yeah. No, definitely not. Um, I think that I haven't had to experience gender bias, but definitely genre bias. Okay. Um, I think that a lot of people feel like uh, music comes easy to me because I'm a singer um, and that I should be limited to just singing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I'm so much more than that. You know, I have the ability to rap. Um, but I think that, like I said, it's a little bit harder for me for individuals to take me serious in regards to like rapping so mm. every time I do a rap I have to make sure that it's hard I have to make sure that you know my bars are solid right. yeah. you know I can't just put out anything if I'm going to be rapping because people already respect me and take me seriously as a singer <laughs> right. yeah. and so for me to you know not do another genre justice kind of would just diminish my value as an artist again like I said and they feel like it's a surprise when you do something different like this is not what you're supposed to be doing (laughs) this is not your lane and as an artist myself I've definitely experienced what you guys have all experienced so I can relate to having that gender bias you know especially just that in especially in the genre you know I'm an R&B indie soul artist but I can do so much more so I totally feel that when you said that so that's something too Michelle like you get you get that too uh, when people ask you, "Oh, I'm an artist." Oh, well, they automatically assume that I sing or something like that. Well, you know, just because I'm a woman, I probably gotta sing or whatever the case may be. Or like people trying to be like, "Oh, well, she sing. That's all she do." Nah, I'm like nah, bro. Like I can I can get into this and I can get right. into that or whatever the case may be. Like, mm. like don't. I've had people, I've told people that I was a rapper and have people laugh in my face. But I feel like that's everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. I'm sure the homies have told somebody that they are rapper too. Like, you know, we're not there yet. But, but you know, it is kind of like this thing. Like, oh, that's cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, that type of shit. It's like, yeah, nigga, wait till I rip your life apart. Like, amen. That rapper is not cute. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, part of my, part of my, part of my, like, reasoning for talking about the emotional part and the raw aspect of it is because there's, that we go into that double standard mm-hmm. because with men in a male-dominated industry like rap, mm-hmm. and then in R and B, you kind of you get you know pigeonholed into you know whether you're emotional or not. But really, more so in rap, it being uh, male-dominated, you have that kind of oh well, you know he's putting his emotions on when a, when a dude puts his emotions on the track, like you know this is this is crazy, like this is dope, like yeah. especially if he does it well and he's you know he's uh, really lyrical with it or he's saying something and he's being meaningful with it. But I feel like there's kind of a double standard that mm-hmm. comes into it because if the emotion that you feel is that you are a bad bitch and yeah. that you are going to come out there and you are going to slay every other bitch in the club, if that's the oh emotion God, that you're right. feeling, why are you not allowed to feel that? Exactly. Why are you not allowed to go out there and say that on the track? I don't understand it because you have so much hate coming. You have so much hate coming to these women like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and, and, and others in that same uh, lane. Talk about the same thing right. that everybody else. Mulatto, you know, I've heard pussy in so many songs. Sorry, mom, I have. I really have. You know what I mean? But you hear ridiculous. You hear cats talking about their dick and how it swings. Like there's, there should be no. <laughs> But 
no, he's right. He's right. And it's, it sucks. And I've seen TikToks <laughs> with this, people saying, like, it's the same thing. Like, back that ass up. You, okay, you're talking about women's asses. Like, come on now. Like, we've all heard... You know, the music that's being played on the radio today, mainstream. It ain't no and, fun if the homies can't have fun. Right, right. right. So, you know, it's Come just on. a shame for people to, you know, have that attitude in today. And everybody's so sensitive in 2022. So right. it's like being a woman. And if you say one wrong thing, everybody's like, oh, my God. You know, She's fuck supposed her. to be the role model for my children. Right. <laughs> She's canceled. And I'm like, you know what? You can't cancel me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, how does that, how does that, you kind of got into it, but like, how does that, how does that make you guys feel, feel individually? Like, how, like, dealing with that double standard in the industry and then watching that kind of stuff happen. Because it's like, if you guys actually, you know, like, make it, you guys are, you know, in Arizona right now, but when you guys make it bigger, you know, I know you guys are going to face way more. So it's like, how are you guys going to have that attitude going into it? Because you guys might be confronted with a situation where it's not so easy to just be like, ignore it, basically. You're going to have to stand by your word. You're going to have to buck up, you know. Yeah. So how are you guys going to deal with that? Yeah. You, you guys completely, you ladies too, like open up a whole new perspective. Because I didn't even think about it. YouTube, Brian, like just thinking about, okay, well, it's different when a male says things as opposed to a female. So um, honestly, like I just got to keep being me, you know, regardless you know, it's okay for me to want to, um, you know, be vulnerable. If these men can do it, like, women should be able to do it, too, you know? And also be conscious that I'm not um, judging other artists yeah. in the same way, you know what I mean? Right. Being an artist, I need to make sure I keep myself, you know, because I'm, I'm sure we could all, you know, have our, our certain biases, too, without even realizing it. So mm -hmm. this kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I was like, damn, y'all are right. Like, yeah. this, this really does happen, you know? Like, I think that's something maybe I've ignored, mm -hmm. you know? But um, I definitely um, just want to watch myself, make sure I'm not guilty of the shit, and, you know, just keep it moving. Right, and keep it pushing. I love that. Sure. Um, I think, to me, it depends on how uh, the progression happens. Uh, because, obviously, if you get signed to a label, they're expecting you to have a certain sound. They're expecting you to fit in a certain box and rap a certain type of thing. That's why you see the majority of female rappers out rapping about the same things because that's what's hot and that's what the industry sells um, and I think that if the uh, credibility is like it comes from being an independent artist I'm going to keep doing what I want to do mm -hmm. um, because at the end of the day like my fans know me in every realm and right. so they respect me regardless of what I put out I love that yeah, I love that a lot, Shell, and that's very true. They will love you, honestly. You're amazing. We <laughs> <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> nah, I feel like shit. I take it as a challenge. Uh, it gives me boss vibes. I feel like it's more motivation to know what the fuck I'm talking about when I walk into a room and to carry myself like. Yeah, you're not gonna sit me at the little girl table, my mm -hmm. right. G. Like right. I'm up here. I I got myself here. You know what I'm saying? Of course, with help from the team. But um, you know, I got myself here, and I can I can hold myself here. Right. You know what I'm saying? It. I'm. I'm. We're smart women. Right. We're pretty women. That's true. Yeah. But it's something beneath that. There's something deeper than that. And they gonna they gonna feel it, even if they can't see it right off the bat. I love that moment where like you really show people like what you got. You know what I'm saying? Or you show people what's up. And there's that like moment of 
of silence. Like, oh shit, we wasn't taking her serious at the beginning. <laughs> Y'all know right. what I'm talking about, right? right? Like, it's like, oh shit, she actually, yeah, she actually, yeah, she actually kind of high. Capable of. Yeah, I love that moment. their tune so much. I love that, that moment. Right. So. I love that. Well, honestly, Brandon, I think we've heard so much from these ladies today. Yeah. I'm I'm in awe of all of you guys right now and just, like, being able to pick your brains. And, yeah, so I definitely think, you know, moving forward, everybody has a new perspective. When your families watch this, you guys have some new perspective, friends. So this is awesome, definitely. Thank you, girls. Thank you, ladies, for, you know, coming on the show and, and giving us that you know, different vibe that we were looking for. So we really appreciate all of it. Thank, Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you, guys. Thank you, guys. It means a lot Thank to you. us. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So coming up next, guys, um, we have Shell as our first interview. And um, we're super excited. So let's get ready for that. Alright, so we have Shell Nay on the team today. Um, so we're super excited to like have you here first and foremost. I just want to say you look beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I love the outfit. I'm loving the heels. Thank you. Oh, I love and the neck is that like a microphone necklace? That's yeah, cute. This is actually oh. not um, my goddaughter, she passed away last year. So. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. This is my baby right wow. here. Wow. That's a beautiful necklace in memory of her. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, Thank you. I guess we're just going to start, you know, jump into it then. I'm excited. Yeah, you can go ahead. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, first question I have um, for you is, who is Shell Nate? Who are you? What, what can you tell the people about your artistry and yourself? That's a great question. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm still figuring that out. Um, I'm just trying to a lot of different things, um, seeing what works, um, you know, just determining what my audience is receptive to. Um, for the most part, I'm kind of just me. <laughs> I love that. So you're just you and, you know, I love that. You're just yourself and you're just being you on, on everything. Okay. So are you from Arizona originally? Yes. You are really? Mm -hmm. Okay. I have not met a lot of people <laughs> that are actually from here. I don't know. Oh. It's just a weird thing. It's like I noticed that most people are like coming from somewhere else. So what like would you say that it, it's had any like influence on your sound or, or just anything like that? I mean, Arizona, I don't know. It doesn't really have a sound. To me. I could just be, could just be ignorant to it, or because I'm, I'm from like the Midwest right. and you know land of corn and all that. But you know, I I'm just curious because. Arizona, a lot of different places have a certain sound, so I was just wondering if you've had any influence from that. Um, I would say Arizona is like similar to New York in that it's like a melting pot of different cultures, um, and so you know I've had the uh, ability to kind of experience all genres, all different types of music, all different types of cultures, um, and I feel like it's definitely influenced a couple of my songs. Oh, absolutely, I can do that. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Like just. <laughs> I mean, because like we said, no one like a lot of people come from all over, so it gives you that opportunity to you know just draw inspiration from everything. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, that's really cool. So I think like one of the the first questions I wanted to get into <laughs> with you, um, I know that like dating in this industry is a little weird. Um, you know, people are all in your business, especially if you get famous. Um, and that brings me to say, basically, like, men do have fra fragile egos, right, Brandon? We know this as a man. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just wanted to know, does 
the man that you're dating at the time ever put you in a weird position when you're trying to pursue your create creative goals? Um, I'm actually not. I mean, I'm not dating a male. I'm dating a female. So okay, we just learned uh, something new today. But yeah. do they ever? Does she ever put you in a weird <laughs> position? Ever? Um, <laughs> like, does she be like, "Oh, I don't want you at the studio too late"? No. <laughs> um, I mean, fortunately, um, I'm dating an artist. Okay. Um, and so, it's a lot easier. And I feel like if she wasn't an artist, it would be really difficult for them to kind of understand. Um, not only because I'm an artist, but I'm a parent as well. So just the amount of time that I have to spare, you know, to giving someone that attention and affection and is limited time. because it's, of that. Right. And I, I like that a lot that you gave me that answer. And I just learned something new about you today. So <laughs> thank you. Well, I mean, part, of the, part of the biggest thing about it that I can tell as far as just having somebody who's also in the industry, I mean, you also do have that kind of that level of like, you know, how well are you doing versus how well is she doing, where there's a certain competitiveness. I believe that there's, everybody has a competitive side to a certain extent. And so that's part of the question is like, is there any moments where it's, you know, you guys get really, really competitive and, and where it's just pushing, you guys are pushing each other more so than anything where you're like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to do this. And she's like, oh, well, she just did that. That was dope. <laughs> I got to go harder. You know what I mean? Right. So like, do you guys, have you guys ever experienced anything like that in your relationship? Um, I would say I definitely push her more often than she would maybe want mm -hmm. me to, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just because she's a little younger than me. And so, uh, I have a lot, a little bit more experience um, and I think kind of, in a way, I, I'm kind of like living what I wanted to live through her. And so sometimes mm -hmm. it gets in the way of me like getting, you know, over myself and understanding like she has her own path and her own journey. And you have your own. Right. As well. Right. And, and then so. you guys kind of just connect and meet in the middle with it. Right. And even though I have, you know, a different level of understanding for the industry, you know, I still have to respect the fact that, you know, it's her walk and it's her journey and I have no control over that. And what she does. You can only control you. So I right. totally get that. That's beautiful. I love that. And so that kind of just moves me into my question with you. I've heard The Cure. I think mm -hmm. we've all heard The Cure. Um, I would hope everybody I've, has. I've listened to it a couple song. times. Really, I love the song. It's very, very beautiful, by the way. I love your vocals. Um what mindset were you in when you wrote that song? Were you very sad when you wrote that song? Like, how were you? How were you feeling? What emotions did you have? Um, relief more than anything. Oh wow! Um, okay. Just because it it just felt really good to like get that out. Um, just because you know those are experiences that I went through you know as a teenager. Oh know, wow! High school, you know, growing up. Um, and so now that I'm an adult and I have a you know better understanding of what took place, um, I think it's easier for me to process it. Um, and you know, music is definitely an out outlet for me um, that I use for healing more so than anything. Right. Mm. Okay. So I that that actually makes me want to ask. Um, I I it's kind of a common conversation that I've had with a few people in the sense of uh, I kind of just kind of asking like. Do negative emotion? Do you feel like sometimes negative emotion helps with your creativity in the sense of like? Do you think it create it draw, you, drawing on that allows you to create a more visceral and more um, emotional and raw uh, experience when somebody might be listening to your music or, or when you're creating? 
Like, do you think negative emotion does that more often than not, or do you have the same effect with positive uh, emotions or experiences? I think it depends on who is, you know, giving that energy. Um, I think that if it's, you know, media um, or individuals that may not necessarily be close to home, it's fuel uh, for me to try harder and, and um, you know, prove those individuals wrong. Um, I think that if it has to do with, like, family or, you know, personal, the negative energy um, will actually, you know, create writer's block. Um, it won't make you feel inspired to create because people that are so precious to you, you know, providing you that type of energy, it's it's a constant thing. You know, when you have strangers, you know, once you turn off your phone or uh, you go home, you don't have to deal with that negative energy anymore. Um, and so it's a little more difficult when the energy is in your home or in your space mm. or in your family in general um, because that's not something that you can necessarily get away from. Right. And wow. it's like you can't heal in the same environment you got sick in. So Absolutely. it's kind of like that same type of, you know, thing. So I, I love that. And do you know, do you ever feel like in your genre force to write about something like, for example, you know, people see me as an R&B artist, so they automatically think like, oh, you're writing about love 24-7. Mm-hmm. Do you ever force to write about something that, did you, well, just do you ever feel forced, you know, to write about that one um, topic? I don't think that uh, the music would sound as good or have as good of a reaction from people if it was forced. Um, I think that music that flows naturally um, is, you know, a lot more valuable to the world and the society um, as it is than something that's forced. Right. Well, I mean, part of, well, I mean, part of that question, it, it, like you said earlier in, in the round table when we were talking, you, you kind of uh, have experienced kind of that like bias of like, all right, you know, Shelnay, she's she's a she's an R and B singer. She's going to sing us some love songs. She's right. going to break our hearts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you kind of experience. Do you? You've said that you kind of experience that a lot, where someone's telling you like, "Oh, this is this is what you should be writing about." So like, do you ever kind of like have that moment where you're like, "All right, well, I want to write about this now," and now you may have like a little bit of a difficulty writing about that, or you wonder like, "How is this going to be received?" Because it's not a love song, it's not a ballad or something like that. Um, I mean, I write as the inspiration comes, so I feel like if. I'm feeling a certain type of way and it may not fit the normal um, standard of music that I've been creating. Um, It doesn't necessarily make a difference uh, to me per se. Uh, I still have the ability to write about many different topics and you know being a songwriter and the fact that you know I get hired to write music for other people it does give me that ability to be a little more broad and creative with my uh, writing. I mean, like, I write for male rappers, I write for, you know, different male singers, I write for, you know, country artists, I write for pop artists, so, you know, the fact that I've had that experience, you know, writing different genres, it's easy for me to, you know, take that on my own, but I like writing about love, I like writing about emotion, uh, because it's something that is who I am, you know, I am mm-hmm. love, and so, you know, That's being able to express that in a way that other people are able to be receptive of is precious to me and important wow that's really beautiful yeah that's yeah Yeah, i'm like i'm about to cry in my feels right now (laughs) you already put me there um yes 
so honestly Shell, like you've been amazing today like I said like you know we just wanted to really see where your brain was at and um, you definitely gave us those answers that we've been craving and looking <laughs> for so thank you so much and you know where can the people find you tell our Sims fans where you can be found where your music can be found everything um, my music's on all uh, streaming media platforms you just type C-H-E-L-L-E-N-A-E and simple as that, you'll be able to find me. Um, same way on social media, C-H-E-L-L-E-N-A-E. All right, awesome. And lastly here, Brandon, are you excited for her performance? Yeah, no, I Because um, one of the first, first things that uh, I said to Juno, because she showed me some of your work while we were... Uh, on the way back from a friend's house, and I was like, yo, this is like, <laughs> I was like, if you don't listen insanely, to this girl, she's amazing. Yeah, I, your <laughs> voice dropped me, to be completely honest with you, like, I was just, I, I didn't know, I was, I didn't know there was, like, talent like that, like, here <laughs> in, in Arizona, Phoenix, like, in Arizona. I, it just, it blew my mind a little bit, to be completely honest with you, so I just am incredibly thankful that you made the time to come by and talk with us and speak with us, and, and thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, grateful, this is actually, like, my second radio interview really? in general, oh, awesome. so okay. I still haven't gotten it all together, but I'm going to pull it together right. in the future, okay, maybe you are... when I'm back we can see like a before and after, <laughs> okay, and yes. it might be a little bit better. We would definitely love to bring you back one of these days, um, and lastly, what song are you singing for us? I would love to know. Um, I'm actually singing my song that was released on Sunday, The Cure. Okay, hey, I'm excited, let's do it, let's do it. Like when you placed your hands to the body, to the body, 
to the body of another man. Guess I couldn't do what he can. I'm letting out a story, been holding on too long. Let me get this out. This is my therapeutic song. My depression is a sickness. And yes, my sadness is an illness. My insecurities are a condition, but you are the cure. You are the cure. My depression is a sickness. And yes, my sadness is an illness. My insecurities are a condition, but you are the cure. You are the Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We're here with Samara Sin. It has been incredible to get to meet you. This has just been awesome. That right? right? Yeah. This is, yeah. No, this is such a cool setup. Like, y'all are cool. So Everybody much. here cool. Thank you Amazing so much. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the, let's just kick it off with the first preliminary question. Like, who, cool. who's Samara Sin? Well, Samara Sin is me. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm from the South. I was raised a little bit of everywhere. Um, you know, I've been influenced by a lot of different cultures. Um, I've been influenced by a lot of different genres of music, um, and so Samara saying I can't I can't say anything else more than like it's just me. Like I feel like that's what I've been working on. At least and people are just gonna have to wait and see who, and see who, what that is. That you know is. what I'm saying? You either freak with the music or you don't. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Learn something about me. Right. Go listen. <laughs> okay. Okay. I yeah. Feel it. <laughs> All right. Cool. I love that about you. Like you're so like you hold yourself really differently so I love that Thank you, you know I can tell that you weren't you're not from Arizona number one so <laughs> where are you Arizona, from, though. Where <laughs> are you from? <laughs> I'm originally from Tennessee okay but I've literally lived like seven different states oh wow. growing up so yeah spent some time in Hawaii spent some time in Colorado spent some time in Texas spent some time in Georgia so it's like a little bit everywhere Hawaii. okay in, yeah wow Hawaii was cool because of the relationships. Everybody out there is mad, chill, mad, cool. Like, even if you got beef with somebody, you go outside, scrap it out, shake, <laughs> shake it up, and then y'all right back cool. Like, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so, I know that, you know, today you're going to be performing, and, you know, I know that I wanted to hear personally, don't want to wish me well. Yeah. Um, I know that you did do a song change last minute, which is fine. You know, we're going to call you out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Clutch it is in. Always <laughs> coming last minute. <laughs> right. But um, I just have a question for you because, like, okay. I love the song, but when you wrote Don't Wish Me Well, are you referring to people that are supportive to your face, but they fake behind your back? Like, you know, because everybody has that that snakes in the grass song yeah but to me when i listened to don't wish me well it was more so like you guys i don't know if any of you have heard kalani how that tastes before and it was kind of like her song to the haters so yeah. would you say like this song is kind of like this is me and you know these are my haters i feel like so i wrote don't wish me well probably like three months into quarantine 
And so Don't Wish Me Well was really influenced by, you know, you know, this disease is running rampant, you know, racial injustice is running rampant. Um, and so it, it felt at the time, especially being consolidated um, um, or more so isolated, I say is the word, uh, it felt like everybody was against you. And even being alone, you know, people who deal with anxiety or even depression or anything like that, it's easy when you get isolated to feel like people are against you. Against you. And it's one-sided. Yeah, right? and so Don't Wish Me Well was like, you know, nothing, everything's against me right now. The world is against me. You know, okay. disease is against me. Like, you know, so I'm stuck here. Let me try to use this time positively. You know what I mean? Let me try to sit down and write. Let me try and get into my, you know, therapeutic bag, my self-love bag, my self-care bag. Um, and, like, really, I don't care if they don't, they're not wishing me well. I don't need no wishes. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to do me regardless. Like, I'm in here. Let me try to learn something about myself. Let me try to grow. Right. Even though I'm right here with me. You know right. what I mean? That's the best time to do it, I feel like. Pick up a hobby or some type of shit. So it's kind of like that self realization you kind of had like an epitome yeah during quarantine yeah. you know like this is what it is people are against me but exactly. this is how i'm gonna overcome that battle this is how i'm gonna face that i exactly. love that okay. yeah yeah because a lot of people was like not happy about quarantine oh we gotta stay inside oh shit like oh no nah, we're not trying to do that i on the other hand was like oh we get to stay inside <laughs> like, i don't gotta go to school i right. gotta go to work my nigga shit i'm gonna <laughs> stay right here right. yeah you know what i'm saying and but i learned a lot about myself you know what i'm saying That's so beautiful. yeah Okay, I love that. Cool. I mean, I mean <laughs> every time you talk, it's some real shit. Thank you. it's just, I'm like, yeah, no, there's, that's completely facts. So my next question, yeah. I want to hear the facts. Okay. So like, my next so thing, printer. when the conversation comes to over-sexualized lyrics, we've talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in rap, does the double standard in it. Like, I mean, you kind of already answered it. I just want to hear it again because it's some real <laughs> shit. Where you said, like, does it, I'm, does it ever make you think twice about what you write inside of your music? Because it um, could affect other people's views of you. I feel like I have I have the thought of Barbara songs. You know what I mean? I got the twerk songs um, and shit like that. But on the other side, I, I have a lot of stuff that's not out yet. So let mm -hmm. me not say too much. <laughs> but nah. um, but I have the self-love songs and I have the, you know, more sentimental love songs. But I'm a human. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel different things at different times. Sometimes I want to throw ass in the club. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, I'm feeling heartbreak. Sometimes I'm feeling this way. Sometimes I'm feeling that. And so... The, the music comes from however I feel. Mm -hmm. And out there, I know that somebody is feeling that way, whether it's that person or that person or whatever. They're going to feel it at some point in time because we all go through moods and phases and shit like that. So, I mean, tying back to the double standard, I feel like there are certain things that I do as an artist on purpose um, to make sure that I'm reaching the audience that I want to at the time. You know what I'm saying? But there's not anything that I feel like I can't do because of. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, 
I don't feel like, you know, I can't talk about this because of whatever. There are things that I set up, like music videos for... Um, I just I just did a music video for this song called Jealous. It's unreleased, but look forward to that. Come in spring. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm first on since podcast. Right? <laughs> but, I mean, we had, like, the whole thing turn up. We got the Airbnb and had everything. But I made it to a point to kind of, like... I'm the, I'm the only woman on my team. Um, I rock with Diamo. It's did on my own entertainment. So I am the only woman presence on the team. So, you know, making sure that I carry myself as one way. of the homies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these are my dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get it twisted. You know, like that type of thing. There's certain things that I do do on purpose. Dressing. Um, I feel like that's my style as well. But, uh, you know, we see it in hip-hop culture, too. You know, female rappers, Queen Latifah, uh, MC Light, The Brat, you know, they rocked with the boys, you know what I'm saying? They dressed like the boys and stuff like that because you mm-hmm. want people to take you seriously, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, on the other hand, I'm a woman. I do have sex appeal, my nigga, like, so I'm a, you know, wear my little titty shirts and shit like that because Amen. it's however I'm feeling, you know what I mean? They right. gonna take out it, take it. Absolutely. So right. they're yeah. gonna love you or hate you regardless. Exactly. As long as I keep it authentic. Right. If it ain't authentic, I don't want it. That genuine that genuine, genuine authenticity. Yes, exactly. Authentic. I love that. So yeah. what would you say the next six months looks like for you and your career moving uh-huh. forward? Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't, <laughs> we don't know what the future may hold right now, you know, just due to the, the current state of the world. Oh but my what gosh. do you think your next six months is gonna look like? Yeah. So I feel like I've been in the studio a lot. I feel like I've been working on content a lot. Um, I've been building, putting things in the vault, uh, which is important, especially me trying to learn my sound, get used to my voice, trying to sing a little bit more, right. trying to, you know what I'm saying, um, dip into new things and see what I like. So I have a lot of music. And so right now, the next six months is just going to be me focusing on um, actually getting it out to the public. So promo, um, I'm, I'm really trying to hit y'all with some dope-ass visuals. Um, I do got a little secret. Um, I know y'all know of PK the Poet. That is my homie. Okay. That's yeah, my homie. that's my yes, dog. Okay. So me and PK the Poet actually got a collab project dropping pretty oh, wow. soon. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I'm really excited for that. It's called Space Gray Convos. Mm. Um, yeah, and so it's a little EP, little some little oh, taste for you. Excited, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. <laughs> I'm I really know how excited for that. Flows. I know how yeah. he flows, so I can definitely hear that you have. He's influenced you a lot in your music, um, just because you know, anybody who's been in a room with him knows how he is. And yeah, the lyrical. I feel like genius that yeah, he nah, off, for real. So. I feel like PK has um, definitely influenced my artistry. Um, less so my music content. But more so, um, he's put me on a lot of game. Like, he, he knows definitely. what he's talking about. He's a cool dude. So, um, yeah, definitely put me on a lot of game. Like, how I want to run my studio sessions That's and awesome. things like that. Just seeing him in his element is really cool. Um, so, in that aspect, yeah, I do feel like he has influenced me as, like, That's an dope. artist on the business That's side dope. and things like that. That's incredible um, that you have somebody yeah. like that. Yeah, in your that. life. In, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of people yeah. like that. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Awesome. That's what I'm saying. I was saying earlier. Yeah, it's connections. It's connections. It's having good people around you. You know Amen. what I'm saying? And it's crazy, too, because once you get into the music scene, you know, it seems like it's, it doesn't exist out here. It seems so. 
right? And then you get into it and you start meeting this person. And, and then they person, friends do music. Right. And, then that, and then you really get into it and, like, everybody around you is just a creative. And that's a cool feeling, you know what I mean? Right. Surround yourself with the people who have, you know, similar goals to you and stuff like that. So even with Diamo, my team, you know, Go Sub, Fredo, Scoob, Wild, like, I have big brothers, it feels like. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I so like so it's cool. It's some guidance. They've learned... Um, They've learned through through their mistakes, and I get to learn through their mistakes too. Instead of getting to make okay. all my own, but right. I love yeah, that so all much. growing, yeah, for sure. Right. So I mean, like you have these, you have these kind of like gurus who you, who have, who have yeah. been like been there for you, yeah. and been able to say like, all right, like I'm gonna put you on game right now. You mm-hmm. already know if somebody come somebody comes into the studio with this energy, you already know it's gonna be a fucked up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So my question is, is um, like. Your music, your musical journey, like your mm-hmm. your your creative journey, as yeah. growing into your artistry, growing into who uh, Sin is. Mm-hmm. Like, has it been a path, or has it been more of like an adventure for you? Has it been more mm-hmm. one of those things where it's just like it's carried you? Yeah. A little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. I feel like ever since I started making music, things after that um, happened very quickly. So you know, I wrote my first song last year in January. Um, and then by the summer I was recording, by the fall I was performing, by, you know, this time I was putting music videos out and it's like, or my, my music video out, um, was this year. So, um, everything happened very, like, quickly, but I like it like that. You know what I mean? I'm a military brat, you know, I've I've moved around a lot. I don't like sitting in one place for too long. long I need to change the scenery. I don't like getting complacent. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm very thankful to have the people around me that I I do um, and that I have had around me. Um, But I also think that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to sit here. Like, let's go. Oh, y'all not, y'all gonna sit? Let's go. Like, I'm moving on. You know what I'm saying? It's because... I have a dream, you know what I mean? We all do. Um, but I'm not trying to dream no more. Like, I'm up, nigga. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I am awake. Let's right. go. I'm ready to That's move. beautiful. And yeah. I feel that. I feel that energy in you. You definitely have, you know, a lot of, like, that go-getter mentality. Like, I'm about to do this no matter what you got to say about it. Yeah. Anybody has to say about it. And I think yeah. that's beautiful. And, Thank you. you know, we are so honored to have you here today and just bring you on set. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I've been scoping you for a minute. And when I see talent mm-hmm. and I recognize that, I love it. You know, and, and I had to meet you. So thank you so much for coming. Thank and, you. you know, where can the people, where can our Sins fans find you on all your platforms? Tell us everything. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, at the Samara Sin. So it's S-A-M-A-R-A-C-Y-N because I'm a child of God. Um, and then uh, if you want to find any of my music, you can check any platform, Tidal, uh, Apple Music, Spotify. You can find me on YouTube and stuff like that. If you want to check out my video um, called Work To Do, uh, just look me up under Samara Sin. Like I said, CYN because I'm a child of God. Yes, I love that. <laughs> All, right. All right. So All right, up cool. next, uh, we, do, we definitely have a performance coming from you. So what song are you doing? So I'm doing Stargazing now. Um, I was going to do Don't Wish Me Well because I love that song. Please go check it out. Um, it dropped recently. Uh, but Stargazing is new, and I'm excited about it, and it felt right. Um, it's, it's more uplifting. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing stargazing. I'm excited to give it to y'all. All right. Well, let's hear it. Thank We're super you. excited. Let's get it. Three. Hey. 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 Hey.
close up the time Baby, open your eyes, baby Start gazing You been start chasing Can't get out of your mind Can't get out of your mind But, you know, our fans don't know a lot about you yet. So who is Ambition? Who are you? I love this question (laughs) because it's just so, it's like so open. So Ambition, I'm a lover. I'm a fucking, I'm a whole ass boss. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so honestly, I've, I've really grown into my name, you know, Ambition. I actually introduced myself as that to strangers, like, unless you know me or know me from high school or your family, like, you don't really be knowing my real name, but I've really, <laughs> I've really fit into this, this name, I would say, so um, I just really try to stay true to myself, and um, just, I'm, I'm a musician, I'm a creator, um, a lot of things, you know, and I'm curious to get to know who you guys are and who, whoever, everyone that we've interviewed and had the pleasure of meeting today, honestly. definitely, definitely. Well, that definitely brings me into my first question. Where are you from? Are you from Arizona originally, or...? So here's the funny thing is I was born here. I was born in Mesa. 
Oh. But I'm not from here. I was maybe here till I was like three months old, and then we moved to San Diego, California. Oh, okay. So I grew up there. So I always just say I'm from there. But it's just funny. Um, I've come back to my roots. I was always yeah. curious about what Arizona was like. You know, I'm from the beach. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, I wonder. You know, 480. Okay, okay what's 480. up? Did you I have was any, like, like thoughts of like what it might be like, and like have they, have they lived up to that, or has it just been kind of just strange to encounter like what's different? Arizona has exceeded my expectations, like, completely, and I'm learning this now, like, don't make assumptions, like, I thought coming here was gonna depress the fuck out of me, I thought I was gonna lose myself out here, and I actually did the complete opposite, Right, you found yourself, you found who you are, that's beautiful, okay, wow. Wow, that's so beautiful. That's so cool. Like you, like Thank you come you. here. Like a lot of people think Arizona is going to be like this terrible, boring place, and then you get right. here and you really can really make shit happen. You know, depending right. on the person you are, you can make right. things happen. Oh, yeah, Don't make assumptions. Right? Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. So yeah. I mean, I I had a I had a just fantastic time listening to your most recent project. Like right. nine. Thank and you. my question, my biggest question being like, what what made you choose nine as the album name? What what was what was the big deciding factor for that for you right so i love this question too um honestly nine was my number in 2019 like i just there's so Mm -hmm. many things with nine um so many important dates shows that i did that were just super important for my growth and for my platform um i was talking about it with my mom in the kitchen one day she's cooking um i was just visiting my parents one day and she's just like nine like why there's so many nines that's your number like why don't you she was just joking but she was like why don't you name your project that i was like dope mama thanks like, i got you it's always just when you least expected that that moment of like creativity just sprouts out from anywhere right so that's really cool that's right. cool your mom shout out to mom right. you know shout out to mama ambition okay. right <laughs> right that's really awesome so do you think that you achieved the sound and energy that you were looking for um, when you created Nine? Like, the message that you had for it didn't get across to your fans. Do you think they know what that message is? Um, that moment in time, I would say I accomplished that. Now looking um, back at it, it's been a year since I've dropped the project. We had a whole release party that was just so beautiful and epic, too, but... Um, I'm just it's kind of crazy because that project was such a big part of my life and now I listen to it I'm like man I'm not that person anymore so that this project for you guys that haven't heard it yet like Batty with a Broken Heart was like the whole not all nine songs I'm talking about all my heart's broken I'm this I went Mm -hmm. I'm going through this you know what I mean (laughs) but in like some of them in a really nonchalant way some of them in a really like arrogant way too you know like low-key just slid it in there and I didn't even mean for the whole project to kind of like stretch out to be that Mm -hmm. it's just kind of that's my life that was my story in that period so I just it was literally a collection of just everything that I was going through in that moment in my life and it was beautiful because sometimes you never think you're going to get out of that like, whatever hole. Right. Right. But releasing that, releasing that energy and just healing from it. Um, my music is so different now. Do you know? I can't wait for you to hear what I have I'm now. I'm excited. Like, I'm really excited. Now I'm on my boss shit. I'm like, all right, like heartbreak over. This, <laughs> yeah, this okay, is me okay. right now. You know what I mean? I can't wait to hear it. Like, I want to be in my feels. Like, I swear. Yeah. Like, I love being my fields. That's right. that boss energy. Right. That we, that we always, it's always just in, inspiring to be around people who have that energy, who have that kind of, that drive, and just right. seeing how their brain works and being able to pick it is a blessing. One of the things I love about this job. So, I mean, one of my 
questions to you now is is what was one of the things that when you when you toured like because you've toured and we know like, we've been yeah, we've been scoping so we've been yeah. on okay. tour so y'all know some yeah, shit you've been, okay. you've been, you you've been working out. hard out here right. so yeah. what what did you have like a tour experience or something that was like yeah. really just kind of defined that experience for you that really just kind of like encapsulated it and wrapped it up in a nice bow for you Absolutely. So um, I just had the awesome opportunity to tour with a buddy of mine um, who actually had never met him before. He found me on Instagram because he follows the, this group that I'm really close with that I do business with. Okay. And we just hopped on and we traveled. We went. We, we did two shows here in Arizona. We hit Utah, New Mexico, Colorado. Um, and honestly, my biggest um, takeaway from that was is just it doesn't matter if you pack that room or if there's 10 people, if there's five people, the only people that matter are the people that are there. Yeah. Like, totally, because, like, you know, you go somewhere different and it's just you don't know what to expect. You know, cultures are different. Things are different other places, you know. So, um, first of all, don't have expectations. But second, like, there's beautiful people out there. Like, there's shows we packed that bitch out and then there's shows where it's just like, Damn, who's out here? Do they even listen to music out right, here? What's right. going on? Um, so it was humbling <laughs> in that way, you know, because it was just like, you know, the only people that matter were the people that were there. And, like, I made so many beautiful, valuable connections, you know. That's so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's, Thank I you. mean, that's all you could really ask for with an experience like that. I mean, right. you obviously want to make fans, but, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's, it's we're, we are our experiences. We're what we take away from those things. So that you took yeah. something that important and just like a lesson like that away is yeah i think that speaks really well of you thank you thank you and it, it, i've carried it on and to to today i've done so many shows and um i appreciate every one of them i, I forget who i was talking to about this but like every show i, I treat it like it's my last you know I, I could break my leg i could something could happen to me i can't be jumping around on stage being an uh, entertainer right and then here we go with covid and i appreciated all the shows that i did where i, I know i appreciated them because you just don't know when it's going to be taken from you right, right. you yeah. just don't you know, know when your last day is coming so right. that's really beautiful and, you know, like earlier, just jumping back into our earlier conversation um, with the other ladies, um, I know that we had touched on gender bias just a little bit, but what are some of the red flags that you kind of notice or if you have experienced or even if you haven't, like that there could possibly be, you might be going into a situation where you are facing that gender bias? Yeah, um, you know, I'm so glad we talked about that because that's something like I didn't even realize that I um, dealt with. Like I honestly... Mm -hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, like, I've had to deal with it low-key. Um, I've had family members who've listened to my project and stuff like that, and um, they kind of just wonder, like, man, like, like who who hurt you? What's going on here? You <laughs> right. know, like, well, you was know. It's just, like, it's just, um, I get that, like, why, you know, especially from people that are close to me, because they're just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm used to this style of music from you, and then, you know, this happened to you, and then now it's affected your music, not in a negative way, but they're just like, you've taken it a different direction, like, what's happening, you know, and um, I feel like maybe, I don't know, I don't know if I would have gotten that response if it was a male talking about a heartbreak, I don't know if it's, you know, right. You know, it's, I'm curious, because, but I got that a lot, you know, but my answer is solid every time. It's just like, look, that's what I needed to say in that moment of my life. But guess what? Like, be ready for what's coming, because, like, I'm a, tif I'm a different person. Like, so completely. those conversations, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, because I, I just, I was really curious about what you said, where you were like, you had a lot of people come to you and tell you, like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, did a lot of those conversations, like, surprise you with the people that would come up to you and ask you and be like, yo, like, I thought we were... We were talking like you. You told me pretty much everything. Like they thought 
they kind of knew everything about right. you. And then now they're like, well, you went like a completely different direction. Like I was yeah. just like, like how how what were those conversations like? Like did you were they just like super heavy or was it just like yo man was like this is just what it is? Was like or was it just like you know a one and done type of situation? Yeah, kind of a little bit of both to be honest. Like one of these conversations I had with one of my parents, like where they're just like, man, I'm, I'm pissed off at so and so. I didn't know that this person did this to you or whatever. Which which I don't really get into too much detail in the project about specifically what happened. You just know, hey, like I'm going through this. I'm going through something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like it did surprise me that so many people were just like, oh, like. Oh, okay like I didn't I didn't know you were gonna go this direction which it w- didn't have an intentional direction it just literally was the narrative to my life in that moment so yeah like some of those conversations were deep like damn I didn't know this or mm-hmm. damn what happened like but overall like good feedback too because yeah. like the thing is is I was willing to be completely vulnerable on that project I didn't I didn't give a fuck if I was being soft or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't give a fuck. I was right. just like, this is what I need to say, and I'm going to let it go. And, you know, I don't have to own this anymore. You know, I don't have to own this pain or whatever it is I wrote. Um, even with the good songs, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have to own it, you know? Right. Yeah. And so what are some of the most, like, common assumptions that you get about yourself on, a, like, a daily basis as being an artist? Or oh, some man. things that people be like, oh, I think ambition is, like, what have you heard? Okay, so um, I've gotten, like, intimidating before. Like, oh, intimidating, wow. yeah, intimidating. That's, that's crazy. Weird. I don't get that at all from no, me. I'm so glad. That's funny. That means, <laughs> you're that such means a I'm growing. Yeah, you're, like, you. you're very humble and just, like, straightforward. So, Thank yeah. You. Right, but, you know, everybody's going to talk at the end of the day, whether you're doing good, whether you're doing bad, whether you look like whatever you look like, people are going to say something. So, I mean, yeah. it's good that you take criticism well and you're able to see the constructive criticism and then you know change that within you but you know always staying true to yourself so I think that's super important and I love that about you for yeah. sure. yeah. I think you I think it also speaks to your skill for your project or you know for the weight of the project and the depth of it and like the skill that you brought to it that people were able to to really just connect with it and say like all right you know like clearly you felt something that was just that you had to get out there that you had to release that because we all know that making making art, doing something creative, anything in any facet, is a cathartic process, or it can be. Right, right. So it has a tendency to be. So I think that really, really speaks to the skill that you bring to the game when people are like, yo, like, what's, what happened, man? Like, yeah, you know, like, like they're I like, wanna know, I want to know more. Yeah, I'm exactly. curious. I'm curious. <laughs> Who is this person or what, you know? Right. That's so, funny you said that. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Like, I really, you know, appreciate you coming to the set today. Like, you've been amazing, you know, nothing short of what I expected. So I'm really happy that you came today. So can you tell our Sense fans where they can find you on all platforms? Where can we see you at? Absolutely. So if you're trying to follow me on IG, it's Ambition the Goddess, just how it sounds. Um, YouTube, it's Ambition619. Got to rep San Diego. So Ambition619. If you're trying to find me on YouTube, YouTube videos, all that good stuff. Um, AmbitionTheGoddess.com if you want to see where all my content is okay. um, you can go to my website too. spotify same thing 
um, you can all find it there, ambitionthegoddess.com. And um, I really appreciate you guys having me on You're here. You're welcome. So what are you performing for us today? Me and Brandon are super excited to hear. Word, word. Okay, so it's a brand new song, okay? Um, not a lot of people have heard it. It's not oh, okay. released yet. Okay. Okay. It's released. More sense of all right. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. good, Everybody has been giving me some official content today. Thank you. Word. You deserve it. <laughs> you deserve it. All right. Well, we're super excited to hear it, and um, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder why. Sometimes I wonder why. I close my eyes and I fade into the night. It's only right now I'm asking all these questions Wrote a blunt, then I teach myself a lesson I'm in my mind, I be thinking all the time What's the meaning now I'm trying to go outside? Like the sun, I'm always reaching for the sky Like the moon, I'm always gone before your eyes Look, while my brothers suffer, while my people gotta die Police crooked, they don't care about a lie I'm hurting with you, I don't know how I'll reply Until next time I don't settle with goodbye Look, I step outside, then I'm back by 8 p.m. Martial law, I ain't tryna fuck with them Revelations, we should take them, here we are again Deal with problems that they wouldn't comprehend Look, we are not one and the same So go and get in your lane I'm, I wonder why it's a game I wonder why I got limits They power hungry and tripping You see this life that I'm living I play the cards I was given I wonder why, sometimes I wonder why Sometimes I really wonder why, yeah I wonder why, sometimes I wonder why Sometimes I really wonder why, yeah As you know, I'm always on my toes Here it goes, I have a lot of questions I just keep them on the low Asking God, will I live to see the top? Am I asking for too much? Am I asking for a lie? Sometimes I feel like I'm tripping I got this bottle, I'm sipping You got a pressure to get it Boy, let me show you, I'm lifted Got daily talks about business It's just the way that I'm living I got big shoes, I'ma fill them Got selected, the realest here Tell me why I'm always in my mind Tell me why we're just living to survive Tell me why I'm always Always in my mind. Tell me why we just living to survive. Look, I wonder why. Sometimes I wonder why. Curious George. Sometimes I really wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. Sometimes I really what? Yeah. Yeah, my mind gets paralyzed You see me, I prophesy I'm certain we will survive Solutions before our eyes It's tough when you're dead inside There's times where I felt alive I'm thinking we'll be alright We are not one and the same So go and get in your lane I wonder why I'm insane I wonder why it's a game I wonder why I got limits They power hungry and tripping You see this life that I'm living I play the cards I was given Yeah, ambition in this bitch Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> 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 